Hey y'all, D Foss here with the LT360 podcast. My goal is to connect you with the very people that are going to make you understand how and why to create a limitless lifestyle on a day-to-day basis. And don't forget to check out and learn more about the 2020 new decade, new challenge brought to you by Limitless Nutrition. So my guest today is a former collegiate athlete, someone I went to school with at LaSalle, another laser and uh, someone who is really uh, challenging himself and challenging other people to not just live by the norm. Someone that is really pushing me and making sure that I hold myself accountable. Um, Even from a distance, it's not that we chat all the time, but it's someone that I'm always looking out with, seeing what he's doing and seeing how he's going about life because I know there's always more to push and he's always pushing for that extra. So everyone, welcome. My guest, the one and only Panther. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Happy to be here. Like I said, everything's limitless, so I try to fit the same standard to it, the things I try to achieve with myself. So I'm real happy to be here. It's a privilege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you are. I'm, I'm glad we got to, to finally link up and do this. Um, now, you said you, you got a workout in earlier today, so I kind of want to start there. What did what, you get in your workout? What, what was today's focus? Yeah, so I did pull, and um, I've been doing things, like, a little bit differently going against the grain. So, obviously, like, I am really big into fasted, and everything is fasted training. So, generally, I wait till about 16 hours into my fast, anywhere longer than that as well. And I try to do, obviously, either push, pull, or legs. Okay. So, today, I really focus on back. Um, went to Planet Fitness, which, obviously, people say you can't really work out there if you want to be serious about your training. But you can work out anywhere and really make the most of the training and maximize your efforts, you know? So I really focus on more or less rows. So I like doing things on the Smith machine where I do like a single arm row just on one end. I put the weights on it. If you want to visualize that, I really just try to focus on the full extension and really getting that pull into the the lat. So that's really what I focused on. And I mix a little bit of legs in all my days of training, just because obviously, as you know, that obviously helps your testosterone become released and all that other good stuff as well. And it just keeps you really lean and just, for me, I like my lower body to be stronger than my upper body as it should yeah. be. So, yeah, that's most of what I focus on today. That's that, that sprinter in you. <laughs> sprinter. Exactly. Yes, sir. <laughs> so um, so you, you split three days a week. You're doing push-pull legs. Are you only working out three days a week or are you going in every single day? And you're it's going, crazy. You're going push-pull legs two times each and just going on a seven-day rotation. Yeah, so – Honestly, I don't really take any rest days like where I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I don't know if it is due to the fasting has like the anti-inflammation property, but like I've worked every day for a month. I feel great. My energy is still the same. My muscles are never super tired um, because I'm not really pushing to my limit every single day. Two days a week, I really, like I said, maximize my efforts and go for a PR. Yeah. And like I said, I'm consistently losing weight, getting leaner and um, getting stronger. So yeah, I really go off of what the results show if you want to call it that. That's what's up. You uh, you put on a crap load of muscle in the last, what, like two, three months, you said? Yeah, like 30 pounds. And like I said, it's strictly me eating more because, um, like I said, I have a 30-minute to a one-hour eating window every single day because I do like a 23-hour fast period. So, like I said, I work out 16 hours in. Um, I have a full-time accounting job, so I'm a senior accountant. And people who always want to use the, I don't have enough time, I can't work out, that's bullshit. Like, I really don't take that as anything serious. I take it as an excuse. 
So yes. every day I wake up early, you know what I mean? And I started doing the things that you taught me that one time we trained in um, Rhode Island. Yes. So you know, I always had like tight psoas muscles and um, just a lot of hip impingements. Mm-hmm. So every morning I woke, I wake up and I try to focus on obviously the breathing. Um, I know the hamstrings is what you told me I really like to work on because they are weak that time. So yeah. just like maximizing all the things that I know will get tight for me sitting down for eight hours plus a day. So that's what I do. And I break my days up in, um, in halves. So, you know, from eight o'clock till one o'clock, obviously I'm working on my computer. My yeah. one hour lunch break, I go to the gym that luckily enough for me is only, um, it's like eight minutes away. Okay. I go there around, like I said, 18 hours of my, um, fasting window. Yeah. I break my, I guess you could say my, my regimen up into different parts because I only have a limited amount of time. So I can't get the four hour. So I do 30 minutes of training only where before I was training for two hours, which is crazy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, just remember, the results that I'm saying. I remember you were telling me that. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, yeah, man, I'm usually in the gym for like two hours. And I was like, Oh geez, that's yeah. a long time. That catches up to a you. Long time. Yeah. That catches up to you. And now you're kind of seeing the, the benefit of that, right? Like go, let's go hard for a half hour. And now mm-hmm. tomorrow I can get back in and go hard for another half hour. Like, Right, you don't you don't feel like you have to uh, rest for three days because you hit every single muscle from every single angle for you know mad uh, two hours for mad long in the gym. So I, I get now it's starting to make sense on on how these things are playing out for you and the rest with the fasting. That's exactly yeah. So now oh, you said it best yeah. So now you get a half hour lifting at lunch, and now you what you shower and go back to work yeah that's it yeah so i stretch for um i always at least leave um 10 minutes to shower so i like i said i break it down into increments like i said 30 minutes of training um 10 minutes of stretching a quick 10 minute shower and right back to work they get there within the hour so go right back to um obviously doing more of my daily tasks at the job Mm -hmm. but i have more energy after i work out than when i do not because I've trained my body to use just an energy source of going in and out of ketosis. Because as you know, but many people might not, I did the keto diet for a year straight, honestly, just very disciplined. So like I could eat a lot of carbs and I could eat no carbs when I do obviously the fasting and I'll just go in and out of ketosis. Like my body is just very adaptable to it. Yeah. I don't get tired throughout the day. Like I know how to use both energy sources essentially, you know? So that's one thing I used to have a phobia of was the whole, I can't eat carbs because um, I'm going to get fat and I'm still working out all the time. Like that doesn't make any sense. The body's biology is not for that. It's not going to happen. So. I, I like that you, um, and what most people don't have a grasp on is you said you're adapted to using both energy systems and that is strictly all it is. It's training mm-hmm. the nervous system and training your body to realize that when you are in a fasted state or you are in a, a state of low blood glucose, what, what do I do now? How mm-hmm. do I transition and go back and forth from one to the next? And that's something that like, I would say over the last like year and a half. Um, and you also kind of helped me with this, with the fasting. Um, Cause I think you got into it way before I did um, was just making some of those things like become apparent to me. Like it's not about, you know, fasting every day for your entire life or eating strictly keto and eating for the entire day or not eating carbs 
or eating tons of carbs and eating throughout the day to keep your blood glucose high. Like there's so many different things that people throw out there, but the underlying tone of all of them is how can I use my blood glucose and how use that energy system and how can I use ketones? How can I use ketosis to my advantage and being able to flow back and forth? Mm -hmm. that, that adaptability and that word specifically is huge. I'm glad you pointed that out. Super. Yeah. Loud. So you said it best. Yeah. Just adaptability. So mm -hmm. that's one of the main things I really try to focus on and eating very flexibly. That's another thing now yeah. where if you see some of my stories, I eat like 4,000 calories, you know, I eat, I eat a lot, but it's not, like I said, restricted. I eat whatever I want. Um, I've been actually indulging on more sweets where I used to never. And, um, I just feel happier. You know what I mean? Like you said, the whole nervous system thing where I don't restrict anything. If I crave it that day, I'm going to eat it. I just make it work within my macros. Yeah. So what, I just focus uh, on one macro that I focus on is protein. That's all. Okay. What, uh, what's your, are you taking in a, a gram per pound of body weight? Um, how are you breaking it down? Yes. Yeah, so I do one and a half on grams per pound. So okay. generally, like I said, it's about 300 grams of protein. Um, I'm about 200 pounds right now. So some days I get 350. Other days, like I said, 300 is what I have enough, you know, capacity in my stomach to ingest. You know, Yo, protein is so heavy. So for me, for me, I have trouble um, with like even if I if I go down to like a six hour eating window, mm -hmm. I try to eat the amount of calories that would be sufficient for me which is probably around like 3000 um, mm -hmm. I feel just stuffed like I feel after I eat my stomach feels I, I get that like lethargicness because yeah. I get so I, I feel so full that I just feel like uh I just kind of want to lay down and go to sleep <laughs> yeah it's, it's like after a thanksgiving meal that's yeah, kind of how you exactly. feel right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's like that el tryptophan feel just like i want to go to sleep mm -hmm. so is i know you you obviously are you're doing things after you break your fast at five o'clock like what how does that play into it like you're eating four thousand calories you may be eating three four five plates of food do you get any of that afterwards? Do you feel like, uh, I just kind of want to sit or do you just all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I'm charged up and ready to go. How does that That's it? That I'm charged up, ready to go. Like, damn, I think I just train. I'm telling you, I think I just train my body. Cause I've been doing this for like a year. It's like by the end of the day, because like I said, I worked out, you know, six hours prior mm -hmm. at the end of that peak, I begin to go down. Like, man, I'm craving food. Like I need energy. So when I see food and I line it all up, I just go, I, I line everything up. So it's not stop, eat, stop, eat. It's just, I eat, 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 eat. And by then I'm just like, I just, you could feel the energy, you know, rolling through your body. Cause my, my glucose stores after 20 hours and working out within that period and then not eating right after it's completely empty. No, so no. you feel the energy coursing through your body essentially. Like I feel, I feel alive and I just feel more mental acuity and focus. Like once after I break my fast and it's amazing. Like that's crazy. That's so dope. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's weird. Now after, after you're working out, like a lot of people say like, yeah, I, I do intermittent fasting, but like during that 16 hour fast, they, they drink uh, coffee. They, they take ketones. They, uh, 
they um, will will try like different supplements or they'll add juices or they'll drink tea. Like what a lot of those things actually break your fast. A lot of those things aren't true fasting, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of them also work. A lot of them are just true, uh, you know, fat molecules and triglycerides and they're not damaging your blood glucose. They're not releasing insulin or going through your liver at all. So is there anything that you do or is it strictly water for 23 hours? Yeah, just strictly water. Um, and like I told you, I do, I would say every now and then just coffee, black coffee straight just for, I know it's autophagetic. Um, and then like studies on mice that I've read about and pretty much when you have black coffee, it just helps your body to break down fat exits as well because the caffeine in it so i only use it like i said very so often maybe once a month and um yeah anything that's like minimal so i guess you could say hardly no calories it still will break it fast because yeah. i like to just keep it strictly just water but a lot of people they still could get the benefits if they do the ketones and your main i guess you could say objective is just for fat loss you, you will lose fat doing that but Mine is for health and longevity. So, but the but the autophagy um, the autophagy aspect is lost when you create any sort of mm-hmm. spike or or insulin release. So, yeah, that's where a lot of people like, yeah, they may be getting the the exterior, uh, you know, superficial benefits of mm-hmm. a minute fast, but on the inside, those are still the people that are you know they're not necessarily killing all of the the negative. Um, bad cells that are are naturally just you know coming up in as a result of you know their lifestyle or lack of sleep or work or stress or whatever it may be maybe it's the crappy foods that they eat like you still have a very good like keen sense on i mean you're taking in vegetables you're taking in a good you know source of of fats you're you're working all of those things in but like you said you've gotten to the point where you're like yeah if i want to have something like I'm going to have it. And that's good. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's huge. Do you, uh, are you using any, um, like protein powders or aminos or anything like that? Yeah. So not really aminos, but I use protein powders. Um, just the basic ones from like CVS. Like I said, I don't really go over the top crazy over which ones I get. I just, if I need it, I use it and okay. everything. Like I say, only thing I track is just my protein. Yeah, so my fats and my carbs, I really just, I go crazy with it, you know, copious amounts, yeah. but I don't really track anything in that particular uh, macro kind of um, category. I just kind of go with what I feel I want to eat that day. So yesterday, for instance, I had a pizza party at work, but I just took like eight home, I took home eight slices, put it in like a um, few plates and just waited. So I killed those had a nice big protein shake with just water, you know, just mix it up and drink it. And then I had Chipotle, like a nice Chipotle bowl with chicken and steak. So I felt amazing today during my workout just because, like I said, I just use it for fuel where as when I sat there, the keto and the fast and it just, you feel like a zombie essentially, like the walking dead. Yeah, that that keto flu is real. That'll take Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's just getting a lot of craze because it, like it's, like we're talking about superficially, it provides a lot of results, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily, you know, benefiting anyone's mental health or, uh, you know, cellular mitochondrial health or things like that. Yeah. Stuff to get in depth with. But um, now in terms of uh, your, your actual training 
Um, is it like super high intensity? Is it mostly body weight? Is it a lot of, of weighted like compound movements? Are you following like CrossFit style? Are you following typical bodybuilding, functional fitness? Like what, what is it for the workouts? What are we getting into? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's typically bodybuilding um, standard, but I do lots of reps. So I, I try to lift the most I can, but I do a four 20 times, for instance, if I'm going to be doing like a, a dumbbell press, I'll do like a hundred pounds, but I'll go for 20 reps. Like, it's not like, Oh, let's do five reps and put it down. Like I'm taxed after each set. And I do very, very, very short rest. So I take 30 seconds to a minute rest. And then I get to the next one, next set. Obviously less weight, but I just keep getting after, I guess you could say like, so it's almost high intensity essentially. Yeah. So is it uh, are you supersetting exercises? Are you doing like biplexes or triplexes? Are you doing like, one exercise at a time or are you integrating like two or three maybe uh you know a a reverse lunge while you're resting from your dumbbell shoulder press and like a core exercise or is it just like dumbbell shoulder press and tricep extensions and then back to dumbbell shoulder press like what how does that kind of pan out and look yeah so like i said i do um push pull legs every single day in that same cycle repetitively but um Let's say my first push-pull leg cycle, I won't do any supersets. My second one is strictly all supersets. So let's say, for instance, I'll do um, – I love push-ups as well. So mm-hmm. I like actually maximizing my body weight efforts and exercises like that. So I'll do like a dumbbell press right into strictly like 10 push-ups. Gotcha. And then I'll do it again in 10 push-ups and again in 10 push-ups. I go to my next workout and I'll do, let's say, for instance, a, a floor press. And I do – I strictly just do push-ups that day when it's pushed. Yeah, and then yeah, if I'm doing um, my pull day, I do rows and I'll do pull-ups. So I try to structure the body with exercises that are going to maximize those muscles compared to what workouts I'm doing that day. Yep. So if I'm doing leg days, it's I'll do some heavy squats and I'll go into a wall sit. Yep. Um, I'll do, I guess you could say, good mornings. And then I'll do like body weight, single leg, um, RDLs. It's just like... Like just maximize my efforts dependent on the day because it's not every day I do supersets though. Okay. No, that makes sense. That's dope. I like that. I used to do a lot of that with uh hit that like typical bodybuilding compound movement and then get into basically the body weight equivalent of it to really uh-huh. to really tax it out. Yeah. I used to do a lot of that. I gotta get back on a regular training regimen. I've been uh I've been hiatus on on a on a regimen i've just been yeah so what do you mostly do though uh right now it's typically group classes to be honest with you at the new gym that i'm working at um but outside of that i i'm always just like very conscientious of like i feel kind of stiff like let's do some mobility um Mm -hmm. you know um i've even gotten away from like my morning routine of of stretching or abs. I used to go back and forth. Uh, I would wake up uh, 4.30 or 5 and I would do like 10 to 15 minutes of either stretching and like mobility or um, an ab workout. And then I would go uh, shower and then head to work and go train clients or whatever. But um, it's been really just like anything and everything. If I have time, I'm just going to get after something. I don't really have a, a, 
a, a keen sense of like, I'm going to do this or do that. I know like, oh, yesterday I maybe got some like push-ups and, and dumbbell you know presses in or a little bit of chest work. Like, let me, let me hit some pull-ups or something today, or maybe do some abs. I really am going off of how I feel. It's not yeah. ever, it's not ever uh, really structured. And I, even with my clients, it's very much the same way. Like a lot of people write programs for their clients and then, you know, they come in and they did a workout. If I train someone three days a week with four days a week, they're not with me and I don't know what's going on. They may have not slept last night. And now mm -hmm. on, on our program, it says that they're supposed to like do this specific exercise today if that's not going to benefit them that day, then I'm just not going to, it doesn't make sense to follow that. So uh, for my clients, I'm very much the same way. It's like, let's, Hey, how are you feeling today? You know, how did that last workout treat you? All right. This is what I think we should get into today. And okay. I'm very much the same way with myself, like wake up. How do I feel? All right. Let me maximize, you know, my feelings today, my, my kind of inner self-awareness and see what's going to, you know, benefit me the most. Mostly, like I said, body weight stuff is is my thing um, for sure. But it's I'm I'm just really for the last probably like six to eight months was really just like maintenance. I didn't, I didn't do anything over the top whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I think now moving forward, it's going to be much more of a like upper lower split. Mm -hmm. And um, I also want to start working uh, yoga and basketball into my regimen. So ideally, I would do an upper day, a lower day, basketball, yoga. And if I'm feeling really good that week, mm -hmm. I'll do another, an upper, lower. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And get two uppers, two lowers, and a basketball and a yoga day. Um I'm also big on things like swimming, like down here year round, I can go to the beach, I can go surfing, like, I'm very much just holistic movement. If I'm burning calories, if I'm doing something active, and it's making me feel better, I'm, I'm about it. Um, yeah. I would say that's kind of uh, where my head's been at recently. Things go in and out, you know, you've seen me getting into like case uh, maces and kettlebells, mm -hmm. and like that so I'm just trying to find what I feel like works best for me but also just not trying to limit myself so I think that's just kind of how I go about it feel feel what I feel that day and um with with my schedule changing so much the last couple of months I haven't prioritized that as much as possible so it's kind of been wherever I can get it in I get it in um and that's you know a big shout out to you in terms of like I'm going to wake up at this time and I'm going to do it at mm -hmm. this time. I have a lunch break every single day. I'm going to utilize that lunch break to go get my work in. Um, I see that stuff. I watch that stuff. And that makes me like, damn, you know, I have a half hour. Why, why, what's my excuse? Let's go do mm -hmm. it. That's, that's kind of, um, you know, a big reason I wanted you on here was just, I think that mindset in particular lacks, that, that ability for people to just get rid of excuses the I can't I wish I can't wait for the, those things just the way we talk the way we uh, kind of go about our days is just so lackluster like we're, we're wasting time so many people 
waste, waste, waste time. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about how many people in your job probably have that hour and what do they do? Like probably go watch something on their phone for 20 minutes, go take a crap for 10, you know, Mm -hmm. eat an unnecessary food and have a negative conversation. And then they go back to work and they don't feel any better. They didn't do anything productive. You know, if anything, they continued to sit down. Um, I think all that kind of just, like you said, over time, that stuff plays out. That stuff plays out like crazy. Yeah. What time are you waking up uh, on a daily basis? So I generally wake up at about like 5.30. But it's naturally, you know, it's not like I set an alarm clock. I just notice I don't really try to fight against it. So usually I'd wake up at like 5.30 and then try to set a timer, go to sleep. And I just sit there restlessly with my eyes closed. But I know I am not like consciously sleeping. So that point, I just get up and, like I said, begin to incorporate some of the stretches and just things to make sure my body is limber just for the work day. So I know I'm going to get tight muscles. Like when you're sitting all day, it's it's bound to happen, you know? So I really just try to make my routines just combat what I know sitting down all day is going to produce. So that's like essentially what I've been trying to do first thing in the morning. Um, I said I'm very spiritual as well. So I like to pray to an inner being, I guess you could call it that, just asking very simple things, you know, just watch over me. Thank you for waking me up. And I go about my my routine. So, yeah. In a sense, you started with gratefulness, right? Like you wake up and thank, like, I'm glad I got to wake up today. Yeah. That, that in and of itself changes your entire mindset for the day. I love that. It does. And it's so simple, but yeah. people don't understand it's powerful because they go through it and emotion like oh i think for being up fuck now i gotta go to work no 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 like do it every day continuously and then you start to realize it's like you got to wake up and go to a job and make money where you could drive by a hundred homeless people on your way to work you know what i mean but you don't take it for 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 granted you take it for granted like you drive by like damn going to work and there's somebody outside begging for money cold and hungry it's like you gotta be appreciative Yo, 100%. And what's even crazier than that, and we live in America, right? Like, those homeless people have it better than not, still like 80% of the rest of the world does. Like, yeah. those those people without homes, without food, with cardboard, you know, they are living a better life than 80% of the people that are still out there. So, you know, who are we to complain that we woke up in a bed nice and warm Mm -hmm. and had food in the fridge and lights to turn on and, you know, good health. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, that's the kind of stuff that like it it just people's lackluster ability to take perspective. That's why I think experience is, it speaks bounds. It, It does more for people than anything. If you go to those places and you see those things, or if you just expose yourself to these kinds of conversations, that's what a lot of people don't want to do. Like ignorance is bliss, right? Absolutely. Crazy. I don't know. And that's a big reason I started this was just like, there's so many people out there that have stories to tell. There's so many people that have positive outlooks and then there's people out there looking for a reason to be happier, to try to find that inner, you know, self, that inner, that inner love, that ability to just not take things for granted and actually look forward to what they have to do. 
but they just don't know where to look. They don't know who to find it from, or they do see the people that have that as the flashy people, the people that mm-hmm. you know, have big names, big cars, big houses, and all that stuff. Like, ah, it's too much. It's, you know, that's not realistic for me. But there's plenty of regular ass people that <laughs> that have a positive outlook. What, um, in terms of, you say you're waking up at like 5.30, and I, I remember talking to you before, and you were saying you got like this ridiculous amount of sleep in terms of not a lot at all. Mm-hmm. has that changed are you how often do you sleep do you feel like you have to sleep as much with all this fasting that you do mm-hmm. so I've been actually like a lot better about um tracking my sleep and trying to get optimal levels at least eight to nine hours so I have been like 10 times better since like the last time we had that conversation okay. so I I do some other things too so like I practice like um like, you know, semen retention, that's another thing I've been practicing. Like, it sounds crazy that, like, like a lot of guys don't want to talk about it, but it's so beneficial to just you being a man and just um, honestly captivating and utilizing your life force, you know? So I go months sometimes without ejaculating, and sometimes my sleep is three hours because I just can't sleep because we're made to uh, procreate and obviously reproduce so I'll, while I'm trying to sleep my mind is trying to tell me to you have to go out there and reproduce you know yeah. so sometimes three four hours but I wake up the next day wide awake still because your body is so honestly in tune and it's so advanced that we don't really give it enough credit like your body will make sure you have the energy that is needed for you to do what it is initially created to do essentially you know so I'm always, like I said, just on go, if you want to say revved up and it's just very natural. And like the name of your show, it's limitless. Like mm. I have limitless energy, I would say throughout the day, just because to me, I would say the semen retention just was a very big, um, big thing I incorporated into my life and just my lifestyle. So how long did you, did you incorporate that? Um, I've always done it on and off, but recently I've gone, you know, the most I did was like two months, you know, and it just was a lot of flat lines, obviously, because like, you know, everything has a high and a low, essentially. Yes, so yes. everything they say you should do in balance and in moderation. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. So you flatline, obviously, after a while, just because your body does not know what to do with the energy. And after seven days, your uh, testosterone actually naturally spikes 145%. So it's almost like you're waiting for that seventh day, essentially, you know, where yeah, like yeah, yeah. some days I feel like shit and I'm just like, all right, well, I know if today is, let's say Wednesday, I know in four days I'm going to have a huge spike of energy. So it's all mental battle. Like, why would I really beckon and go release for something I said I'm going to make a commitment not to do? Well, I know in four days it's going to be better. So all these things, like I say, I also make um, applicable to life. It's like if I feel down today. I know I won't feel down a month from now or two months from now. Like it's just, everything has a time and an expiration date. So that's why I do all these things just because I know how much it will help me in life when like, it's a stressor, but it's a very positive stressor. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a stressor that allows you to build inner discipline and that ability to actually hold yourself accountable to something. Uh-huh. And it may feel good to get that release, mm-hmm. but instead, you know, in a week and a half, 
when or sorry at at the the end of that seven days it's gonna feel even better that you stayed committed to what you said you were going to do like so many people talk about you know making promises to other people and not you know oh I, i don't like to make promises i don't keep you know talking about making promises to other people but so many people said oh i'm going to do this and they don't they don't follow yeah. on any of it mm-hmm. um, and I, I we're all you know we we all do it right it happens um but some of us like yourself are way more in tune with that and see that as an opportunity to take your mental capacity to a whole different level um so that's that's really interesting. I like how you, um, you, you've tied that into your life as well. I think that's something that, um, a lot of, a lot of people would benefit from if they, it's hard to, uh, to get that kind of like knowledge and science out there though. Like not a lot of people really understand that kind of stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. and they also don't really want to accept that as a, a truth. They do not, yeah, because it feels good. It's yeah. short and easy gratification, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, that's something I got to be better at. Uh, without mm-hmm. a doubt, that's something that um, I've actually, like, in 2020, made a note to myself to, uh, do you do, do you do, uh, like, New Year's resolutions? Um, I used to, but I really just stopped doing it because, in my eyes, every week is a new resolution, essentially. Like, I don't wait for the New Year's, like, Every week I incorporate something that is more difficult, new, but it's challenging. Like I do cool shop. I, I don't know. I just do so many things that I just, it's the I love challenging part. myself. Yeah. It's just like a part of me, you know, and I take it for granted where to me it's so natural and normal, but when I talk to other people and then I grab something that they do and I tell them something I do, you see that inner exchange of, it's just like, damn, you do that. Like it, it's respect essentially, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. All this stuff to me is normal. And um, I come from, like, I say humble beginnings where, like, it's crazy when I really look back and I reflect how I used to be the complete, complete 180-degree different person, you know? like I'm glad you brought this up. So so let everybody know what, you know, how, how you used to live, how you used to look, how you used to walk around. Mm-hmm. So, wow. So I guess you could say my whole life I've been always chubby and I've been uh, out of shape never wanted to run. Uh, my father, like a little bit of um, short background, he used to be a Jamaican Olympian runner. So I have very good genes just for just athleticism, you know, just out of this world, always came naturally, never utilized it. Um, I remember growing up in Connecticut in Bridgeport, he'd always want to like go to the corner store, but he'd want to jog there early in the morning at six where that's all I wake up now at six in the morning. I looked at him crazy. I remember like only two times I said, I'm not doing that, you know? So we made a deal. Like if you go there, I get you pizza at night. I walked the whole way there and back and I felt okay with it, you know? Yeah. Completely okay. I didn't care. Like he was like, come on, trying to push me. And I just took it for granted that somebody who really cared for me and wanted what was best for me just to learn the things I learned now, just to like challenge yourself, just to see if you could do it. Like what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. So like I said, I was chubby. Um, alignment and defensive um, alignment as well in high school, a freshman year of football. Come sophomore year, I had a growth spurt. I went from 5'8 to around where I still stand today, around six feet, and um, I lost all my weight. So I went from like 5'8, 200 
to around six feet, 132 pounds. So it's crazy. Like, I was so skinny. Like, looking back at pictures, I just laugh because I'm like, when you're living in that, um, obviously in the past, in that time frame, like, you look in the mirror, you think you're big. You know, I, I can't explain it. Like, because you're living in it in the moment, you don't really notice, like, how insignificant and how much potential you will eventually attain, obviously, when you look back in life. So I was 138 pounds, and I was almost lucky enough for some of the people who came into my life. Like, one of my good friends to this day, his name's, like, Alan. So Alan Bonilla, he got me in the weight room. Like, I didn't have a car, obviously, because I was young. He picked me up every day, and he, to me, is what really spiked the um, the workout bug, the contagious efforts to always get better, because I saw him, and I saw the growth. He was the first person I saw do like 30 push-ups as like a, a senior in high school. Like things like that, people didn't really maximize. He was just very athletic on my track team as well. And I saw him as uh, obviously older brotherly figure and somebody who I really looked up to. So him just showing me love enough to, like I said, pick me up every day and just show me the ropes. I didn't know how to work out. I did not know any of those things. So I never took it for granted. So every time I went to the gym, I would try to maximize just the the time spent with them because it's company with somebody I respect um, and just really working out and trying to maximize my benefits. So I went from 138 in a year to around like 180. It was great. So, so I put on like 50 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Like, like it was just being in a year, just consistent, 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 but I still was skinny. Like I wasn't anywhere to where I currently am now where I still was running a lot. So I was overtraining. So I was running, you know, most days, um, on eight miles, I would say, give or take. But I love video games. That's another thing that people don't know about me. I used to like skip workouts to play video games. Like my family would go out for outings for dinner. I'd say no thank you to play video games. I have ADD, so I would like take a Vivance in the morning on Saturday and I'll play video games all day, like until four or five in the morning, wake up at seven, do the same thing again every day. Like and like I said, it's these things that you don't really like reflect on a lot, so you forget about it. But like that's my truth. I lived it. I just don't think about it every day. Oh, hold on, what video games? Um, Call of Duty, uh, Rainbow Six Vegas. It was just like so many random games with Xbox 360, and like I was glued to the screen, like <laughs> to the point where I was even sponsored by Monster at one point because like what? I was so good. Like, I was so good. Like I just would skip school, skip practice some days, and just sit there and just play video games. You know, if I said I'm gonna run, I made a commitment. That's another thing. I would always make commitments to myself, like wow, this is the summer, I'm going to maximize my potential. Next year, I'm getting after it. The whole entire summer, I would just sit on a video game until the last week before, like, tryouts and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. But I would always be, be – I'm talented. I have good genes. Like, I have very good genes. So I'd catch up to the pack. And um, speed a few years, like I said, I went to college, obviously. Um, didn't even maximize the potential because I got in trouble. I was um, following the wrong people. No, honestly, I was just following what I thought was – not following anybody, just following what I thought was what I wanted to do for myself. So smoking, drinking, which I still drink every now and then. But like I don't smoke as often anymore. And um, just being very reckless and crazy, essentially, like <laughs> trying to live the college lifestyle to the fullest. But I can definitely attest. I saw you. <laughs> saw you yeah. Crazy stuff there. <laughs> crazy stuff. Just gone. Like always just but gone. Was, and like, I mean, we did. We all did that. We all did. Yeah. We all did that for sure. Mm-hmm. You have to live it to learn it. One of those things, too, yeah, you know? So yeah. yeah, I I didn't. Uh, did you drink or smoke while you were in high school? No, never. 
Yeah. So interested. So it's yeah, me too. So it started with you in college, right? Yeah. Yeah. Freshman year, yeah. Yeah, that's I was just known for like blacking out and throwing up because like I was like, Well, <laughs> Thursday, so everybody's drinking. Hop on the bandwagon and drink too, but bro, that's crazy. We both went through the same thing, got to college and just went like ham for three, four years, and then yeah. now, now we're both stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just right. natural, like we never lived it. Like we went there throwing up and blacking out. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Now, um, after, so, so where did, cause like when I met you at LaSalle, mm-hmm. you definitely weren't, you definitely weren't like skinny. You definitely had a, 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 a build to you when mm-hmm. you said you were probably, a, what were you weighing at that time? You were at like 180, you said what, by like junior or senior year of high school. So you, did you just yeah. kind of maintain that? Just maintained it, and actually, um, I put on size my freshman year working out with Pat Sponzo. Yeah. You know him, so yeah. both came in super skinny because we were both, like, cross-country and track and field runners, mm-hmm. but preseason of cross-country freshman year, like, cross-country runners, as you know, I won't say they're weird, they're unique and different. So, like, he was somebody who I could, like, relate to just because he also was from Connecticut, yeah. which just happened to work out, and, um, I don't want to say the term normal, but he just was somebody who I could like really connect with, you know, like we just had a nice little click and bond to this day still. So we both started working out every day and just like slowly but surely we just started seeing like our shirts filling out, you know, like when you obviously start reaching the levels, like your shirts are filling out, people say give you compliments, like, oh, I don't know what you're doing, like this is getting crazy. And um, I really got into working out like very, very serious. Also my freshman year. So I never really... um knew I guess you could say some reason because my my counselor at college they didn't tell me you had to have five classes so I dropped one class I did four and I became ineligible for track one of those seasons so I stopped running because I was mad so I stopped running and I strictly just lifted and that's when I just blew up because so I went home for like Christmas break but because I just was going through the motions I didn't really see the results you know what I mean yeah, yeah, and I went yeah. home and all my friends were like yo what happened you know they were like you got massive I started looking in the mirror. I'm like, I kind of did put on some size, but I still weighed the same. It's just the same thing. Like my body was absorbing more of the muscle and it wasn't just burning through muscle. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. I was more solid, but I was just starting to become more compact, more filled out. Um, still eating the same foods, nothing really too different. Just my body was actually building muscle instead of burning muscle. That, that's all that really came down to it. So I wasn't running as crazy where I should have been eating, I would say 5,000 calories just to, I guess you could say maintain muscle, but I was running so much, you know, and just drinking a lot. Cause like I said, I would go to bed some nights at like six in the morning, wake up the next morning on Sunday and I would run with the team 10 miles. We do a long day. And it's just like, after a while I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is, it's just painful. Like I'm <laughs> mad. I'm mad at the coach. Like why we have early morning practice. I'm like, he didn't tell me to go out there and do all these things. You know, I just be mad at practice, like laying down like this. Just waiting to go run, just get over with. I'm just like, I'm like, how long are we running today? He's like, 10 miles. I'm just mad at mine. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are we doing 10 miles? It's so stupid. Why am I here? It's like, you decided to be here. No one told you to come here. No one said join yeah. the team. And like, you said go out the night before. Yeah. Well, a lot of people told you to probably go out the night before, but. A lot of people, exactly. <laughs> Everybody but the coach, you know? <laughs> they didn't make you, right? They That's did not, yeah. Moral, moral of the story, no one makes you do anything. No one makes you make choices that you do. 
that goes for everybody. That goes for anything, right? Uh huh. I think the only thing that uh, really limits people is just that that mindset of like it's everyone else's fault. Yeah, that's it. No accountability. No self accountability. So that that was always my biggest issue, and then um. I stopped doing track and field my, my senior year. I got kicked off the team just because, like I said, partying and just being irresponsible. And I can, once again, blame nobody but myself for that, you know? So I got back home to Connecticut after graduating. And that's when, like, the journey actually started for me, I would say, because that's when I became who I call me now. Um, I started reflecting on so many things in life. And then it hit me. I was like, I never really gave a full effort and a push to maximizing my potential so I, I remember this wow it was like august 25th 2016 i was like you know what by this time it didn't work out I was like, this time um 2020 i'm going to the olympics that was my goal so i was like, you know what instead of starting like i said next year i'm starting today it was like a friday i was like, i'm starting today so i went home just ran after work normal all right cool before i would go hop into video games completely put my video games away. Like I put it in the closet, completely like separate myself from it entirely. And um, that's when I became born. So that Monday morning, I used to work in the factory while I was doing my accounting, um, my accounting internship as well, because my father, he worked at a manufacturing company as like a head accountant. So he got me a warehouse job at six in the morning. I'd wake up at like four in the morning and I would go run before work. Never thought, like I said, these things, like, I never thought I'd be able to do because I never did it before. Because I'm like, why would I wake up early and be tired and groggy? But after a while, it became just That's part of me, like everything in life, you know? Yeah, so I wake up yeah. every morning at four, work out, go to work, work out during lunch, go home, sleep. Bro, I'm telling you, like, at two, I would get up six to two, six a.m. to two p.m. So I'd be driving home, sleep, bro, I'm telling you, sleep and swerve because I'm so tired, get home, park my car, be in my driveway. I would sleep for like another like two minutes, take a deep breath, go change, run again. And it's just like, this was my life every single day. It came to the point where I became like, it looked like a machine. Like my body, I was so lean and just like long, lender muscles, you know? And I became somebody who just would, I would sprint. I would just do like crazy things, sadistic training. Like I started like following David Goggins and I started like listening to his stories. And I was like, if I want to be better, I have to like literally just break myself mentally because I had no accountability. Mm-hmm. So many times I told myself, like I told you earlier, like this is the year I'm going to become the greatest I can be. And I would just play video games all summer. Like this is the first time I really proved to myself, like if I set my mind to do something, I'm going to do it. Like, and nobody's going to stop me from doing that. So like I started training so hard, running the fastest times I ever can run. I was running like in college, I would say I ran like a 49 best for a 400 meter dash. I was doing that in my training. And um, it's crazy looking back now because like I, I put so much into it, you know, where I put my all. Like I said, I'm going to give it my all. I started going to bed at 8 o'clock. I would get like 10 hours of sleep still being able to wake up at like 6 the next day in the morning. And I hit the road running. Bang, 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 bang. A nice five miles. Go to work. When I now had my counter job, obviously, because I graduated from college, got hired at a job in Portland, Connecticut. So I would go straight there. Run at run at night again when I got home after five. Run for like about three hours. It's eight o'clock at night. Then we'll go to sleep again. Same cycles over and over and over again. And it just became like my life. My life was how can I get better? 
So mm-hmm. I'd be at work. I got a stated desk. I would have like um, ankle weights and I would just hold my leg up in a flex position for my hip flexor muscle to strengthen it for like five minutes at a time. Just like have a typer on my computer. I'd be typing away, just holding it, put it down. The next leg. Um, I'd go to the bathroom, do like 300 push-ups. I would just like, how can I make this a true story where I'm like, well, this is what I worked with and this is where I became. So I even wrote like in my, my phone, I have it in my notes. It's like a commitment to myself where I wanted to do motivational speaking. And I was like, I'm going to use this journey that I have put myself through hell to talk about anybody. Like, if you want to do something, you could do it. Because, like, you kind of uh, tell people right now, it's limitless. Like, your life is limitless. It's like, if you're going to put the work in, it's going to produce something. Like, there's no and, if, or buts. It's going to happen. So, like, I started living my truth. Like, I was going crazy just doing so many things at work. And I'd go um, in my car. Obviously, I would sleep for 30 minutes sometimes because I was so tired from training. Mm-hmm. Go back to work. Um, like I said, do some more things at my desk, whether that is like resistance bands, I would do a shitload of, um, like, like just a little shuffle is just at my desk, just yeah, to build up my, yeah, my piriformis and build up my glute medius, just because I know those are good for running. I would just try to build whatever muscles I could build that would help my running. So I even got the toe shoes. Yeah. I, I did so many things I just don't really think about because it's like two years since I stopped running really, because I burnt myself out. That's what I learned. You can burn yourself out if you do, like, too much. If you're all, all gas, no brakes, and you don't get the right coaching or stuff like that, like, you can run to issues. Because mm-hmm. I was so, I'm going to do this myself. I don't need to get an official track coach. No, I'm going to find my own way to get there. Where if I got, like, a track coach who is good and reputable and he just were to write me a script, I know right now 100% I'd be going to Olympics. But I still, to this day, am still, like, recovering from some of the things I did to my body just – working oh my god i went from running like 20 miles a week to doing like 70 some some weeks you know and hills every day just sprinting up hills because i live at the top of like a a quarter mile which is a full lap i live at the top i just sprinted top to bottom just sprinted all out and it's crazy like i was able to do that just because like i train my body my mind just to be that strong yeah like mentally you just put yourself in this zone that no one could touch you in nobody yeah that's what's up now are you still uh, a big fan of David Goggins, obviously? Huge Goggins. fan. I, have you read his book? I haven't, dude. I, I recommend I, it, yo. Can't yeah. stop me now? Oh, my God. <laughs> yo. I've listened to so many of his podcasts, though. And uh-huh. I've listened to so much of what he has to offer. I mean, just some of the stuff that he did, man, like 100, you know, 100 miles at, like, what, he was, like, 280 yeah, he had never ran more than like 20 miles in his life. Yeah, and then he one day with no training, a uh-huh. hundred mile race, and he's got nothing but saltine crackers and like a couple water bottles. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Monteplex, whatever that was, that drink, the yeah. Monteplex. Yeah, I mean, but broken feet and everything. And the thing that stuck to me most, he was like, that 90 miles of a hundred mile race, his body just like shut off. It was just like. I'm going to do this. Like, I don't care. I'm going to finish it. He said, like, his broken feet, they stopped hurting. His legs stopped hurting. And he went from doing, like, he said, a 17-minute mile to, like, a 90-minute mile. A 17-minute to 9-minute mile at 90 miles in just because his body was, like, when you tell your body you're not going to stop and you show it, you're not going to stop no matter how much it yells, it works with you, not against you. So his body shut off. His mind shut off. It was, like, we're going to do this, like, one way or another because he took control of his mind. He willed his body and his mind to be, like, I'm in control. I own you. You don't own me. You're in my body. You know what I mean? You're in my body. This is what's going to happen. So 
it's one of the things like he's my biggest inspiration in that sense where like I really just like wanted to be not him I wanted to be me but with his mindset so but oh when I started getting hurt right that's another thing I forgot I started biking like 20 miles every day for um when I pulled my hamstring I don't know if you remember that I was doing yeah, yeah I pulled my hamstring like at grade two and that also is what um introduced me to fasting so yeah so yeah, so I started reading about obviously like how your body heals better when you're not eating food. So I did my first three day fast. I went from not fasting at all to doing like a three day water fast. <laughs> I'll tell you, I had a grade two slash grade three type of ham- hamstring strain. In three days, I was walking without like the um the leg sleeve. So that to me, I was like, yo, this is powerful. I didn't know if it was all mental because I was like, oh, this is gonna help me. This is gonna help me. Every day I was like, this is gonna help me. This is why I'm not gonna eat. I gotta be stronger. This is gonna help me. I told you on day three, I was walking normal. I was fine. Then I started incorporating the keto diet because I know it was um, low inflammatory. Yeah, that's also why I got to do with stuff like that. So I started doing keto diet for like two years, and then just biking, biking until my leg was fully formed, and then I started um mixing my training with running and biking and just doing both back and forth essentially. Yeah, so I do like a, a eight mile run in the treadmill, hop right onto the bike, and I would just bike for like twenty miles, and that was every day after work just. Like a zombie, like I was just so focused, and like, like no one could tell me anything because I just was focusing on my breathing, and I would just have like a people at the gym like you just like a drone, like a robot because I would train my body just to be like emotionless to pain. Like I would feel the pain, but I would just would love it. Like I'd be there smiling, like running up hills. It, it was weird, like looking back now. Like I love like just pain and really pushing myself. So that's really what made me who I am today. Where I, I'm very disciplined in like anything I do as long as it is like a true passion of mine. Like if I truly love it and I know it's going to help me, like I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Like I'm all in. Yeah. Cold showers, everything. I'm all in. So, uh, yeah, that's, I, I would say that's been the biggest thing for me is, you know, why, if, if I can do something that's going to make me feel better and it's going to make me be better, uh-huh. why would I not do it? You said it. Why would you not? That, you know yeah, that sh- that blows my mind when people. I mean, like just a simple example in and of itself, right? People all the time they complain about pain. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to explain to people, hey, you know, if that's bothering you, try this, do that. Probably like three, four times a week, and you'll you'll see an improvement. No, I don't. You know, whatever. I'll just deal with it. Like, okay, so you're accepting the fact that you just want something to complain about yeah so that you simply can have something to <sighs> talk about to somebody yeah to complain <laughs> yeah after you said you could tell people to say three times a week and they would fix it you told them a solution yeah and they don't want to turn you know it's like why would you turn your very, back against very simple very nobody simple. wants to help themselves that, that's it it's just oh. it's tough i don't know yes um and i love how you also took the injury as a time to figure out something else, right? Uh-huh. Like a lot of people take an injury or take a, something negative happening to them as <clears throat> that's it, you know, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's the end of it or, you know, whatever, I'll just freaking, yes, I'll go to like physical therapy or I'll just whatever until I feel better and then I'll try to go right back to what I was doing before. Whereas yeah. you, you put yourself in a state of mind already where, I'm going to do what's going to get me better. 
not mm-hmm. I'm going to do this and this is the only thing that can get me better. You put yourself in the state of mind of I'm going to do what is going to get me better at that time, whatever it may be. So an injury calls for, okay, let me do some research on how I can recover better. And uh-huh. all of a sudden you got into fasting, you got into keto for anti-inflammatory properties. Like those things are what make the difference over, you know, let's say 10, 15, 20 years from now, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're in our 20s and a lot of people want to be living their best life by the time they're 35, 40. Yeah. But realistically, they don't put themselves in that opportunity because their 20s are just very lackluster walking through, you know, what everyone else wants, walking through motions Mm -hmm. and not challenging themselves because growth just becomes so exponential at a stamp, like a certain point. Like you, you simply talk about it. You went from not fasting at all to the point where like, uh, I'll do a 72 hour fast. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. And then you got into yeah. a week. I remember when I saw you at Mark's, you were on a five day. Yeah. Yeah. Like five days. Um, what's the longest you've done now? You said the longest was I did a five day fast, but I did another five day fast um, a couple of months ago. Okay. So do you know, um, Cole Robinson? Have you heard of that guy before? No, 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 no. It's like, they call him the snake diet wizard. So like, he helps people, I'm telling you, who are like 300 pounds. He just will fast them until like they lose a lot of weight. But it's not like, there's a guy called the fat man, the fat fasting man. He fasted for like six months, nothing but like electrolytes and just water, you know? He lost 100 plus pounds, but it's like, that's unnecessary. The snake diet guy, he does like seven, two hour fast, three day fast. Okay. He tells like the big, not big people, people who put themselves in the situation where they felt lost essentially like you put on so much weight eventually where you can't help yourself you know you, you can't move and then people try to exploit you with these 500 pound life and all these other tv shows yeah, yeah, yeah his yeah. thing is if you're 500 pounds he's like don't eat any food you have a limited amount of resources for years that you kind of tacked on he's like don't eat food for three days um have what he calls snake juice which is just potassium chloride um himalayan pink salt and just magnesium that's it the three um electrolytes that you really just need so you don't feel weak and just feel like crap essentially yeah so that's what he has them doing he fasts them and then they begin to like obviously lose weight over time and there's people on his snake diet page not any difference not any difference how they look after like i say um a couple months because your body is so smart it's not going to go burning muscle when you have 100 plus pounds of fat. It's going to torch through the fat, keep eating the fat, eating the fat, eating the fat, eating the fat. And then um, when you get too lean, that's when obviously, as you know, how the body works. It has to go from muscle to yeah. protein sources and stuff like that. Yeah. So so my only concern with, with that approach is the fact that once he starts to introduce food back into these people's lives, it becomes it becomes very hard for these people to to not go back to old habits. Yeah, that's that's the toughest part. Obviously, they've tested themselves discipline wise mm-hmm. for the last what maybe like three to six months that it took them to get back to a reasonable weight. Yeah, but when you start to introduce food back in, that's what worries me about people cons- like actually being able to maintain that, and then losing their accountability partner in this. What what's his name? Cole Robinson. Yeah, Cole Robinson. Yeah. 
you know, now they might be six months into paying this guy to help. It's free. It's crazy. He does all this for free. But, like, he doesn't work with anybody unless he can scream at you, hey, fatty. Or he said, he's called you, hey, fatty, let you know, like, he's a talk stern to you. It's not going to be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't eat this. Like, he's stern. Like, he's just real and just raw. Like, this is what it is. This is what you got to do. We're going to do it or you can't work with me. Where's so, he from? Where's he out of? Um, he's a very southern accent. So somewhere in like I say Alabama, if I have to think about it. What? There's yeah. a lot of overweight people in Alabama too. A lot. Yeah. Well, he works with everybody. He's he has like over a hundred thousand um transformations. Like he is big on YouTube, but he's demonetized because he's taking money from people in like the um you know how they have big farm all those, he like takes money. He's scared people with type 2 diabetes, type 1, which they say can't be cured. He does, like, so many things just for free just because, like, all he wants you to do is he has, like, a um, snake diet transformation Facebook group with 300,000 people. To get posts on this page for accountability, you have to, as he says, like, to humiliate people so they understand. If you want to do this, this is what you have to do. You have to pretty much get in your underwear, if you're a guy underwear, and have your stomach hanging out, legs, everything exposed. Like, you have to take a picture, essentially, like, your... You're like standing, like you want to say shit like this, you know? Yeah, like and you're looking down kind of thing. You need to do like a side picture. So you get like the full area view, and then you have to post in the group. And there's so many people in there who are just so supportive. So you might post something like, um, hey, I'm so-and-so, this is how I got here. Here's my little backstory. Like I diabetes, yada, 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 stomach ulcers. And then people just support it. Like, oh, you got this, cause a good coach, yada, 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 just conversation in the, in the group. And then he just gives you a routine he does, like one-on-one with you talks you through it and then everybody gets results but his main thing is like he said you have to take those pictures and you have to fast for 72 hours off bat just so you know like you can do it because people are like oh i never fasted before i can't do this you know no no no. if you want to work with me you want me to work with you for free i need to do a 72 hour fast i need to coach you through it and then we'll get going on the process to how we can get you from here to there but you need to know you can do it and you will not die so 72 hours is mandatory he says for like him to coach you for free that's uh that's how I started this past year off. The first uh, as soon as it hit twelve o'clock on New Year's, I started a fast, and because uh, I was I, I took a little sip of sip of champagne to celebrate, and then I'm like, all right, we're done. And I yeah. Fasted, I fasted. I think for eighty four. I think it was eighty four hours. Yeah. Uh, that was the longest I had done, and I think my goal this year um, is to catch up to you and, and hit five. Let's do five, it. Five days. Hey, you're doing it um, New Year's, right? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about doing yeah. it to start the year. The only thing I'm worried about is the um, is like I got I'm gonna be teaching like group classes and working out with my clients. So like, I don't know. What's your take on on working out like throughout a five day fast? Um, because you're really lean. Yeah, like for it's me, really difficult. Yeah. Because like I said, I, mean, I, I got, mm-hmm. what's your, like what's your body fat percentage if you don't mind me asking? Um, last time I did like the bio scan, it's like seven percent. So I'm very very like lean, but like yeah, you're way more, you're leaner than I am. So like on a five day, would you work out? Yeah, every day. Yeah, I work out every day. Yeah. So when I did like my most recent five day fast, um, I usually prepare for my fast though, you know. So if I do a long fast, I stop yeah. working out. I start eating a lot more same calories. Yeah. So I put on a little bit more fat. Yeah. So it's not like I'm gonna put on from seven to like twenty. No, no, I go from like seven to like ten, eleven. Yeah. So I plan so I have resources. 
That's where I live. I li- I usually live in between nine and eleven. Okay, yeah, which, which that's, good. That's like, and that's me like maintaining over the last like three four years where I've never really gotten to your point where I'm like very structured because I've it's always been school, business, and work, and like so many different things that I was balancing. So uh-huh. for me now I I just finished school. So now for me it's like I get twelve, fifteen, maybe even twenty hours of my time back. Now I really moving into 2020, like I really want to start to get more regimented. I want to start to to really take my body and transform it the way I want to. Um, yeah. So, I I mean, I've probably I've pretty much lived at an average of like 10% body fat, but like when I've have put in maybe two three good months um, of like being strict, I've gotten I've gotten up to my heaviest weight at 8% body fat. So like okay. I've gotten to seven or eight. So once again, like it's very doable. I can live there, but I've never been consistent with it. I'll get there and then like things take over. I get there and then things take over kind of thing. Uh-huh. But I definitely, uh, I'm definitely down for a five day and that needs to happen. I'll do it with you. All right. I'm in. I'll do kind of what I'll do with you. Yeah. How often have you, you've done them what two, two times? Yeah, two times, but 72s, I do 72s a lot. 48s, I do, honestly, every few weeks, you know. Um, 48s, I do throughout the weekend. So I do, like, Sunday into Monday night. So I stop eating, like I say, Saturday night, skip all Sunday. Monday night comes, I dig in. You know, I eat a lot. I don't over-splurge. I I still keep my one-day type of um, calorie requirement i don't go oh if i eat yesterday let me double up like no that's stupid like i just kind of go with the flow and i just hop back on my normal daily schedule routine that's all interesting definitely yeah so for you like i said i I would plan for it where like i would try to put on a a little bit more fat where after five days if you do that you probably like me i guess i'm gonna go from around seven to i'm gonna force myself to get to like at least 10 11 yeah. By the time I'm done, I'll probably be at like six percent again, like six, seven percent. What um so you you'd probably start a fast around what, like two oh five? Yeah, two oh five, yeah, that'd be perfect. What That's what I'm gonna aim for. What do you usually see that you drop? How much how much weight? Honestly, my body, like I said, is very um it's weird. I probably could drop at twenty five pounds, like in a five-day fast, your yeah. Your body fluctuates very, very high. Very, very fast, yeah. Very highs and lows. Exactly, yeah. My, um, I I typically, like, the high, the most I've ever weighed was 175. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I would say that my body, like, naturally likes to just continuously go back like when I, whenever I drop weight, it always goes back to like 162. That's yeah. And it's like, I've never really trained to put on muscle. So like, it's understandable, but I don't know. My body seems to love that weight. Like it loves to stay between 160 and 165. doesn't matter if I fast for three days or it doesn't matter if I like, you know, just uh, eat a little bit less for a week. Like, it just always drops back to that exact moment. Like it doesn't matter. So that's do like your body set point, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Okay. It's like it's set point. Like it's always just resetting right back mm-hmm. to that spot. But I wanna, I wanna, I would say I'd like to walk around naturally more towards like one seventy two and be able yeah. to 
be able to hit 180 or go down to 165 and live in that 15 pound range as opposed to uh -huh. 160 to 175 or whatever. yeah and, and you, you can't do it like you say you just have to plan accordingly essentially you know just yeah 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 make now it work, it's you know? a matter of uh you know like i said taking more uh time throughout my days throughout my you know my schedule in general to just plan ahead and get more um, in tune with what I, I want to transform on my end. But um, I'm looking forward to a five day fast for sure with you and just yeah, for real, yeah. paying attention more to um, some of the stuff you're doing and probably utilizing a lot of the uh, going back to what you were saying before with like a dumbbell row followed by a push up or, you know, a bent over row followed by, I mean, a dumbbell row followed by a pull up mm -hmm. or, or seated rows versus, you know, chin ups and things like that. Um, I'll probably get back into that flow. That's definitely, um, it, it works for me very well when I was doing that. I was, yeah. Have you tried dry fasting before? Dry fasting? No, I yeah. haven't. So I did like a 36 hour dry fast, like no water or food and like, that one to me is easier than doing a water fest. Really? Which is crazy. It's crazy. Like you don't feel hungry after 12 hours and you have, I'm trying to tell people because it sounds crazy because obviously people say you always have to drink water. Yeah. I've had the most energy I've ever had on a dry fest. I didn't sleep that one hour. <laughs> that I didn't sleep one hour because I had so much energy just like, and my body is hot. Like my body is heating up. It's just like, you're just, um, torching through body fat yeah you're for right. like water molecules generator yeah yeah yeah, yeah there's water molecules and, and fat so like it goes crazy on bad cells it kills everything everything that's not supposed to be there g wise it's definitely yeah. The, most, yeah, it's the cleanest out of this world and uh it's funny that that because like there's so there there's a ton of toxins in water but like mm -hmm. even if you filter it there's still stuff in there um, yeah and and i don't i just some people just don't understand that kind of stuff. Um, but I've, I, that was another, uh, another thing I had jotted down for the new year was like, I want to make, um, I want to make a dry fast happen because I've heard that it's, it's way more superior than a, than a water fast. Night and day. They say, um, a one, I think it's 24 hours of like, let's say, let's say dry fasting is equivalent to like three days of water fasting. And like the the benefits of it, damn. And you and feel it. That's the thing. What what? I know there's a couple of religions that are big on dry fasting as opposed to just regular fasting. Are you familiar with those? Like Ramadan, I know they yeah. do it for Ramadan. Yeah, it's something that Muslims. Um, that's not really what got me into it, but like yeah, they do it like um sun up to sundown. I believe that's when they yeah. begin like that dry fast all day. So that's, that's kind of what made me realize if they could do it, I could do it. And you know, it's Jewish, funny, yeah. you, you talk to people about fasting and most Americans will look at you like, what? Uh-huh. Crazy. But if you talk to international people about fasting or people that come from different cultures. Yeah. There, it's so, there, there's it's so the much, yeah, yeah. They're, they're so much more open to that kind of stuff. They're just, there's something about the United States and the, the traditional immigrants that like people think of uh, mostly like european immigrants they're just i don't know it seems so narrow-minded to me about like just the way of life 
and how everything everything from a health standpoint just seems so like what's the word I'm looking for they see they almost look at it like 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 everyone's a tree hugger if you care about health yeah kind of thing, right it's, it's weird yeah yeah it's you just weird like, care about your health you're weird that's what they yeah. see <laughs> yeah yeah like you're not a like especially from our our end of the spectrum like like you're not a man type of like type of bull crap but yeah the the ability for them to control their mind and body is is completely uh not even you know present and they they think that that's being a bigger man like just being yeah out, outraged and feeling the need to be violent all the time and, and like mm-hmm. i don't know all that stuff plays in so like once you get into this gratefulness i'm gonna do whatever it takes to get better and i'm gonna help others do the same exact thing once you get into that trifecta there's just this energy this like it it's boundless right it just keeps yeah, it's like an aura yeah, yeah. And, and it gets Push onto other people. Yep, one hundred and ten percent. One hundred and ten percent. What um, what do you got going on for the rest of the weekend? Anything crazy? Any uh, what or what are you about to eat? Actually, let's let's hit that real quick. So tonight, I'm doing Chinese food tonight, though. So I'm gonna do like a real. I'm gonna make my own protein shake. Like I said, to make sure I get all my protein nutrients in for the day, and then I'm gonna splurge on some Chinese food. Um, now I'm gonna do like a nice thirty-six to forty-eight hour fast until Monday. And then, yeah, just keep my schedule going after that. Just like normal roll, roll with the flow. So, I've been playing this all day. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about it, yeah. So, I love food. <laughs> I love food. That's that's the key to my heart, food. Yo, that's the biggest thing, bro. And, like, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, yo, food is, like, my escape. I love food, man. I'm you have bad. to. So good. Oh, just something about, yeah. I don't mean, like, to, I don't mean to be. Okay, <laughs> just talking about food. You know, it's just like food. Is just <laughs> you start amazing. salivating and shit. Bro. You do. I, I lick my lips like three times just since that food. I'm like, damn, I can't wait to eat that chicken. I already have the taste, visualizing the smell. Everything is just the good so news is, already. The good news is you got like an hour, an hour until you break it. So you're literally. Sleeping. Yeah, you're good. Um. Is there anything else that you want to hit on before we before we separate and uh, go our separate ways here? Yeah, um, not really too 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 much more that I guess you could say we could discuss. Um, really, just say I'm very thankful for you having me on your platform. Yeah. Like I said, even just having this conversation with somebody like you who have actually helped me a lot in the past. Where anytime I have an issue, I notice like I just would take a picture. Let's say for instance, like. Remember once I hurt my tendon of my shoulder, which you said was my bicep when I was lifting weights once yeah, over yeah. over working it essentially. I sent the picture thinking I tore my rotator cuff because I wasn't knowledgeable on it. And you're like, no, no, just your bicep tendon, like stretch it. Um, let me know how it feels. I took your advice, stretched it, and I was like, well, this is amazing. So for anybody out there who um might just need to ask for help, but you're scared to ask for help, like don't be scared, like don't let your ego stop you from essentially like learning something different and new. So if you really want to, like, this for my followers, if you're going to learn something about, like, anatomy in the body, like, the man right here I'm talking to is the man to go to just because you, like I say, you are somebody who's so intelligent with just your approach and how you take knowledge in, you know, and you spread it back out. That's the thing I love. Like, you're always very, you're give, you're more give than take, you know? That's what I noticed because you give so much, like, free knowledge all the time. So I appreciate you even sharing your time with me on this platform that you have because 
things you're doing is wonderful and it's just gonna help so many people in the world so just keep being great that's all i really could say left is just i appreciate it that's all i appreciate everything you do thank you bro i'm 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 glad i can help and i'm i'm glad you pointed out like it's just i that's my goal literally just to help people um and and i think long term and it should have been for the, the longest time. Learning about our body is the one thing that we should be drilled in school to learn more about than anything else. And in the long run, that is, that's part of my goal. Part of my journey is going to be uh, utilizing the, the expansion of the healthcare system to allow us to actually teach each other uh, through the educational system um, why we should be taking our health more seriously and not just it shouldn't even be serious it should just be innate right it should just be second nature it should just be what we are what we do and it is it's part of us but we've we've put so many bad habits and and societal norms um on top of it and it's suppressed it that i think we just need to dust those things off and if if you know the 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 theory behind the limitless concept is literally if i can help you then you can go help somebody else and i mm-hmm. may not be able to be infinite in everything I do throughout my life. But if I push the, the limits and I push a step ahead, someone can, can utilize that and continue to, to do more um, than I could, right? Just like whoever created the first computer allowed the person to create the phone, right? It, it's all quarterbacking. It's all just um, going off of one another. So now where can everybody find you? Where can everyone dive into your world? Because you still provide a lot of awesome stuff for me like the way that you uh are just so consistent with everything that you do Mm -hmm. for me that it gets me in like in tune sometimes i'm like oh geez all right come on let's go we got to do it yeah so i i know if it's helping me i know it's going to help a lot more people uh Mm -hmm. where can everybody find you and and get into that world yes at first i appreciate you saying that as well and um panther fit season um panther as you spell panther Fit F I T season S Z N. Um, you can find my Instagram, and that's pretty much it. Like I have a personal page, but I do more story posts. But I'm actually gonna get back into more consistent posting with my actual um fitness page. I stopped for a while because the person I was going to the gym with, I, I started going solo again just because like the time and just the schedule. Of, I guess I go during work, but um, I'm getting like a, I guess you could say, what's the thing called like where. It's like a trolley, you could just set up the camera and you don't need somebody to record because uh, like a tripod, yeah. So I order one. So once I get that, I can start, like I said, getting more footage and then just talking more about the fashion because I don't talk about, about it enough, but I've been exposing it a lot more recently just on my story. Like I said, posting yeah. actually the foods and stuff and people have been coming to me asking why I do certain things. So I've been just giving more people the inside scoop as to why I do it, how it could help you and I'm going to start, like I said, incorporating that type of stuff into my fitness page. And even like the foods I eat, like the ice creams and all the other desserts where people say, if you eat it, you're going to get fat. No, no, no. If you eat too much of it, you can get fat. But like I said, Panther Fit Season, that's where I'm going to post everything and just enlighten you guys on kind of how I do certain things and how you could do it too. Because we all are initially the same. We're all humans, you know? Yeah. With a little bit of fine tuning, you're different than I'm different, but like we all can get the same results. Yeah. All I- of us. I totally agree. I'm a big, I'm a big component of epigenetics and the fact that like 
if a if a banana tree is 97 percent the same dna as a human then like me and you we're really not that different <laughs> at all <laughs> no i mean at all literally so um so yo everybody go check it out panther fit season um everything from fasting to cold showers and even semen retention like there's a lot of a lot of expansion to be learned a lot of things to take into account and a lot of uh small nuances that you can put to the test especially with 2020 coming um you know i think uh it's just it's time to to continue to grow not just individually but together so i think um i think panther's a good one to to definitely tune into and continue to learn from because he's uh, more forward thinking than most people out there. So I appreciate your time today, bro. This is oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, uh, we gotta, we gotta talk a little bit more about how we're going to get this five day fast done. And then hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Yeah. I, I want to plan it out. So I'll tell you the apps to use and stuff like that to make it easier. So All right, cool. Visualize that stuff. Yeah. I'm down in the meantime. Uh, thank you guys for listening and, uh, everyone go check out Panther and, uh, be limitless. Peace out. Peace. Just want to say thank you guys. All the help, all the love, all the support is going a long way. A lot of big opportunities are coming my way as a result of you guys sharing and talking so highly about the content that we're putting out there on this platform. So thank you. Please continue to do that. Reviews, sharing, comments, likes, all of it helps. Thank you guys once again. Once again, we are partnering with the best of the best in these brands and services on all of the topics and industries that we are covering here on the podcast. If you guys have any insight or amazing products and services or people that you want to open up my platform to, please let me know and check out the following. You won't be disappointed. Yo, you guys got to head over to the Limitless Theory Apparel Store. There are tons of new things on there. Super, super good stuff. If you didn't get a chance to take advantage of some of the holiday and New Year specials, you can still enter code LT10 at checkout for 10% off for listening in. Once again, the apparel store helps make this podcast happen every week. Next, y'all, we have Energy Bits. As discussed on last week's episode with Catherine Archston, the founder and CEO of Energy Bits, make sure to head over to energybits.com and use code LIMITLESSTHEORY at checkout for 20% off. If you also want to grab some single packets to make sure that they fit your taste buds and that you are going to be using them, that you're a fan, which I'd be very, very surprised if you weren't, uh, you can head over to Amazon and buy single packets for about four, eight dollars, whatever you want to do there. And if you haven't, go check out that podcast from last week. So many, so many good tidbits of information regarding algae and regarding how that can change the world, your health, and everything under the sun. So once again, energybits.com. Use code Limitless Theory for twenty percent off on all purchases at energybits.com. Lastly, our powerhouse partner store of today's episode is Rustelli's Meat Market. Panther is a huge fan of his ribeyes and his high quality meats, so I decided to make sure that we 
highlighted this awesome powerhouse partner store that will give you 9% cash back and free shipping on all standard orders. Ristelli's Meat Market. Ristelli's Meat Market has been bringing you the best of the best since 1975. Opened up a meat stop in New Jersey. Love bringing high quality foods there. And basically the moral of the story is they are providing their customers with products that are best in class. Super high quality, non-GMO, uh, organic, all of these things can be found on Rostelli's Meat Market. Everything from antibiotic free filet mignon steaks to Al Faro Island salmon packs and much, much more. They do a lot of awesome mixed boxes that they'll send to you. They have a sampler box of seafood, a sampler box of pork, chicken, beef, all of these things. So, Make sure to check out Ristelli's Meat Market, and if you are a UFO, you will get 22% commissions back on all your purchases at Ristelli's. Once again, Ristelli's Meat Market, you will be able to save a lot of money, a lot of time, and a lot of stress knowing that you are getting the best of the best in class. You can get 9% cash back if you are a customer with shop.com backslash limitless theory, and you can also earn 22% IBV if you are a UFO.